gets a cake to her as well. It's a brownie. No, that's a brownie. They're saying, it's not, nuts, a brownie. They're saying it's, it's not a brownie because brownies have it, has, nuts. it doesn't have nuts. Not all brownies have nuts. Exactly. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Well, like the little Debbie brownie. If the you have brownie. something to eat and it doesn't have nuts on it, then it's cake. No, it is not. But There's a pecan praline cake. Cakes have nuts. This is simple, baby. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Help me understand. Can we talk about? I this eat brownies. Now? Okay. I don't eat cake. Okay. So if it ain't no nuts on it, uh-huh. it's a cake. Okay. No, ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am. So I had some nuts in my bag. If I would have put some cashews on it, would you have eaten it and considered it a brownie? Understand. <laughs> you want to know why I would have considered it a brownie? Because it would have been a brownie at that point. Okay. <laughs> Hello everyone It's Anthony Also known as Abe What up this is Kevin also known as Coach Hey people this is Tommy Also known as JR And And this this is is Confabulation Confabulation. So It's a shame It's a shame Is it? It's a shame Is Is it? Some things are a lot of things are okay like what feel us in so i remember back in college one of my good friends was very very effeminate mm-hmm. you know sashaying all over the place and people would always talk about him behind his back and i remember and i don't know why i was moved to even say anything mm-hmm. but i was like why are you why are you like why are you doing this and a lot of them is like you know that's just not that's not right or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be or he's doing too much and da 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 and my response to that was, you don't know what he been, what he has gone through to get to that place of comfort of self-expression. Mm-hmm. And then also, why are you shaming this person? Because he's different. Mm. And so that is kind of what I want to talk about, the shaming with the shaming culture that exists within the QPOC community. Um, because again, we all we got. Right. But yet we're consistently tearing ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where do y'all immediate thoughts on that? There are thoughts. Oh, oh there, are thoughts. there are thoughts. There are thoughts. thoughts. I am putting like, them in, in order. The thinker, yes. Is, like, is there a specific <laughs> sort of shaming or are we talking about all the shaming or are we just talking about the whole shame of it being a shame? I, I, would, <laughs> I would say we can just probably talk about the, the, the big picture of the shaming culture. Mm. And then if we decide that we want to identify some specific shamings, we can. Because, mm-hmm. like, again, that shaming culture, I'm very curious to find out, like, where did it come from? Because it's just and I think. Well, not even like I want to figure it out. My theory is it's like, again, people are afraid of things that they don't understand. And so yeah. if they're afraid of that, that new thing, they're going to do a few things. First, they're going to reject it. Two, they're going to attack it. And three, they're going to try to eliminate it. Uh-huh. Um, and then when they find that, that none of those will work, they eventually come to just accept it. But I find with the shaming culture presently, like it doesn't matter. Like as much as, you know, as resilient as we are as, as, as queer people of color, like I really find that it doesn't stop. Because, I mean, I grew, I was raised in Maryland, went to school in South Carolina, lived in Charlotte, and then even coming here to Birmingham, like, I've never really experienced shaming myself, but I've definitely witnessed it for other people. And I, I just never could, like, grasp an understanding of, like, why is it, why is it such a big deal that you're pointing out the differences of people? And, I mean, even when I talk to my students, it's like, 
if we think about, because like one of my rules in my classroom, the fifth rule in the classroom is be yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them, it's like, think about it. Would y'all like a classroom all of one type of student? Y'all wouldn't really learn. Can you imagine all your teachers like me? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh God, no, you crazy. And that's fine. But, but I, I really think of like, why is it so bad for us to be ourselves? Why is it so bad to be different? And then because we're different, why do we have to call it out? Mm-hmm. And then also call it out and shame it. Because it's like, oh, you're different and that's bad. And I'm like... And well, it mm-hmm. could be you're different and that's fifth. No shade. I absolutely love like the idea of putting um, like expectations for the students up. Mm-hmm. But number five... But it's great because like it's on the list, like be yourself is Mm -hmm. on the list. But I would argue like, what about coming in being your authentic self and that being like the number one thing? Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder how more impactful that would be. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe some good. I imagine a lot of good will come out of that. But also I can kind of imagine how like it would be some adjustments Mm -hmm. needing to be made. And just like expressing, explaining like why this is like the number one thing that I'm expecting from you all, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know, but you like bring up um, an exceptional point. Um, this is so great, um, and one of the things that I'm thinking about. So this is direct in direct answer to your question, like where this come from. For me, um, as a queer person of color who grew up in um, community of color, mm-hmm. um, so. I believe that um, it's just a social, it's the social and cultural norm mm. that informs the community as a whole. And then they give that information to me, um, what the expectations are. And we are uh, a people who have a sense of a belonging, like it's important to belong to something. And so many I would even say all people. I'm, I'm going to keep it. Okay. Most people want to belong to something. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's human nature. Yeah. And so um, there are exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people want to belong to something. And then in belonging, um, those individuals will uh, mold their behaviors and their look, like everything about their being to belong to a specific group and generally that group is going to be the majority Mm. and so in doing that one can kind of easily identify when another person or persons have not done that work Mm -hmm. and then it's going against the grain of of the norms that have been put in place and then conversation starts to happen around that which turns into shame and disgust and mm-hmm. all those <clears throat> things that you spoke about Abe. that's my position but um if you would think about that number five just kind of kind of moving up no shade no shade but the school has already started so okay well oh, hey class and session yeah. uh <laughs> i i'm trying to figure out the best way to explain shame no not shame itself the definition of shame but i think of shame just like a lot of things as far as it being like an emotional reaction to something different Mm -hmm. 
um, whatever that reaction is, um, as it relates to someone's own perception of self. Mm. So it may, so you know, if it's something different, then it's like again, oh, this is great. Like I didn't know that this is something I may be into or something I'm into with the activity or whatever it is. But then on the other hand, if it was something that's been you know placed on you for a long time or something that you just something within yourself that you don't like or that you may have wanted to do or be or whatever and someone else is doing that then that's I think when the shaming comes in mm. but I mean it's so much deeper than that but that's just my initial response or reaction mm-hmm. to talking about this subject so one thing that you said coach that really kind of struck me and of course I, I'm taking some of the things that JR does in thinking um, I <laughs> really uh, picked up on what you said like it's typically an emotional response mm-hmm. and so when I when I took that, I was like, okay, well, maybe it kind of aligns with that concept of hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not even hurt people, hurt people, typically we tend to shame one another because we see a liberation that we want for ourselves. Oh, there it is. And, and I think because, and I think it's, it's possibly even some spitefulness or even some jealousy that it's like, how can you be so free and I can't? Why can't I be, why can't I be able to live my own true authentic self? just like you are you better say that shit and (laughs) and because and i feel at times because some people haven't come to that space of liberation like that's all they really know how to do is to shame because again it helps to fill that void um whatever that void might be and because i i think back again to some of those individuals in college that were doing a lot of the shaming now that they're out of college and living their own life child Say it. Woo. Say it. They don't let them. They they are living their true selves. Mm. Like they're living their true life. Like exactly. some like mm-hmm. the the amazing aspect of the transformation that a lot of them went through. Because again, those that were closeted are just fully out. Um, those that you know were always putting up this facade of being hyper masculine. They, I mean, they're they're extremely effeminate. And it's just like amazing that it's like when you really are willing to tap into your true self um, and accepting you, you really lack the necessity to focus on what any anything that anyone else is doing. Because again, you're working on you. So that's kind of one of the biggest things that kind of registered with me from what you just said. You know, one of our conversations um, we had prior, we talked about like the idea of being given permission mm-hmm. by groups yeah um on how to be you know how to exercise life and um you know one of the permissions that just have not really been granted to us as queer people of color is to be effeminate Mm. and just like on that and so there have been like i think um small moments in history like short moments in history um where you know there has been um this idea that it's okay to be like effeminate and and, Mm -hmm. and gay and cunt yeah you know um but yet and still you have the majority of the community that's like like that's just not the way to go Mm -hmm. and um if you are confused by that then just log on to a social dating app and Mm -hmm. you'll find out quickly that Mm -hmm. you cannot be femme or bottom or Mm -hmm. You know, like fat or like it's just all these things that like we'll let you know. Like Mm -hmm. if you're confused about what you can be, (laughs) 
Right. Do us a favor, log into a social dating app, and we will let you know. Oh, they yeah. love to talk about what they don't want, but they can't ever express what they want. They can never articulate what they want. Because it ain't just a dick that you want. It ain't just ass that you want. You want more than that, but that's what that's what you lead with, because that's what we know. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. oh, I can tell you, I don't want to buy this fat. I don't want to buy this short. I don't want to buy that doesn't watch anime and all. Just all these stipulations. Well, if you go on the social date, well, and then, okay, so this is still shame, though. Like, mm-hmm. if you go on to the social dating apps and you're like, well, no, I'm just here for conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. then you'll be shamed upon. Like, yeah. it's yes. like, oh, well, no, girl. Shame all across gr- the board. It's like, mm-hmm. my You goodness. know what you're here for. Let me li- so there was so one one time mm-hmm. um, I was at um, this conference uh, USCA and it was in 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 uh, DC and they had a ball after the conference and um, Racine who is like this mm-hmm. icon Huge. okay yeah. so she was there and it was my first time being in her presence so I'm like full gag like <laughs> jaw drop. Just trying to burrow in the ground. Okay, complete jaw drop. And so in the ball, one of the kids came up, mm-hmm. and she was like, I guess new to like the ball scene. And mm. I think the category was, I don't know what the category was, but like they had to like have like a particular look. And so the girl walked up and she had given the look, so she thought. And but the judges, the majority of the judges were in agreement with. You know the woman's presentation the child's presentation but one of the uh, a couple of the judges even i think um chopped the child Mm. and so um they like referred to like racing like girl tell us what to do like it's oh my god it's about to go down like we don't know what to do like we chopped this child and people like no because she's right and missed that in the third like what to do Mm -hmm. and mother racine looked the child over Saw that she didn't meet the criteria and said, let the child live. Mm. And I got my utter life. Because, like, in the ball, I mean, but it's a competition. And, like, that's really what it is. So it's all about, like, meeting the requirements. Mm -hmm. But it just made me think about, like, when when the girl didn't, when they Mm. were, like, chopped her, some of the kids in the room were like, Girl, girl, okay, this, that, like they just immediately start to go in. But like when you make you, you get your tens, it's just the kids go in still, but right. like in a different direction. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, yeah, girl, yes, she got her ten, she's all that, and then you get chopped. It's like, girl, she was a fool, honey. It's like mm-hmm. you know, they just like really Very tear swayed. the kids down. And if you could have just been there to like see her walk, and the people are like, yes, ma'am, walk, girl. Oh, she's doing it. And then as soon as she got chopped, it was like, girl, she was a fool. Mm -hmm. And then Racine said, let her live. And they said, yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) let her live. And I'm like, you know, the the seesaw there, it was just, it was a lot. And so I, I left there thinking about, like, just given the opportunity, like, how much of a difference it can make to an individual if they're given the opportunity to just... Live, yes, live to just life. be. Wow, just imagine that to just be. But I think when we talk about this culture of shaming, and it's this is really picking up two things that you said, Jr. One about what Mother Racine said about let the child live, but then also speaking of the the ballroom culture of it's specifically you know when it's time to go to a ball, it's the competition. But I think we we brought that out of that particular space and brought it into our livelihood 
and the culture of shaming is now like a competition to live mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's just like well i have to be better than you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to make sure that i am i'm going to pick out every single mm-hmm. every single one of your flaws mm-hmm. and it it's extremely bothersome because it's like half the time i don't know these people um that are talking about me that are dragging my name in the dirt number two it, it's really in a space that it's like why like again just let me live let me live my life i'm not bothering you i don't talk to you so just let me be and i think a lot of individuals struggle with that because mm-hmm. again we're used to getting a response mm-hmm. um like you just like you said the the banter back and forth between um you know the judges and then the response from the audience and then back and forth back and forth and then like how again just how very flippant the mm-hmm. community can be mm-hmm. again once we come to a space of self-awareness and self-acknowledgement i really think that we'll be able to stand a little bit more firmer in who we are and the things that we decide in absolutely yeah and it hits on you know it's always when we talk about the culture and community we always talk about the divi- you know being divided and stuff mm-hmm. like that so we think about the shaming and how it creates these emotional reactions and how people feel like okay i don't fit in here so i have to go elsewhere so that's i also think it plays a role in how we have these different sort of labels for our community as far as you know twink and bears and all these things like that and having mm-hmm. like oh i'm into leather so i'm gonna only hang with the leather people or mm-hmm. i'm only into you know uh big buff men so that because i may accept it here and i won't be shamed but then there's still shame within the actual culture they created mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now oh i'm a stocky dude so i must be considered a bear or a cub mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. oh but you show it mm-hmm. oh okay but i'm okay I can't control that. I can't help you with that. Right. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) You know, it's like all these other things where it's like, like I said, can we just exist and not Mm -hmm. worry about shaming people based on the things they've done in their past, the things they do now, stuff like that. But let the, let the child live. But I think because (laughs) again, we just had a culture, not specifically like queer people of color, but just Mm -hmm. like the colored community has experienced such a great deal of honestly, just, just, Shaming mm-hmm. from the majority that well, the majority that used to be because the ties have definitely changed yes. as of late. Mm-hmm. But most, I think, because that's been something that we were so used to and so adjusted to, we've adopted that same mannerism and that same behavior, and we brought it into our own communities, and we're mirroring and mimicking that same thing. Mm-hmm. So again, you, you, when you know better, you're going to do better. Mm-hmm. So again, when we get to a space that we can just allow people to be, it'll be great. And then also something that you spoke on earlier, JR, about giving the permission to be effeminate. Mm-hmm. When we look at the, the Caucasian community or white community, I've, I've run into several heterosexual white men that are extremely effeminate. And I'm just like, are you gay? I, I can't tell gay and straight white men apart. Exactly. Mm-mm. Period. Because the, a lot of that is because <laughs> that's on City Girls. Period. I mean, Ooh. I can't. No shade. Like I can't. I can't tell them apart. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't. But the reason you don't want to know why I feel like I can kind of tell a a, a black gay man mm-hmm. is because we don't give permission. Mm-hmm for a, a black man to be effeminate so right. when they are like we we say we're gonna tell you 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 don't have to tell you you don't get to tell me mm-hmm. that you are metrosexual or you are you know just have like a feminine quality but you're a heterosexual man. no mm-hmm. you don't get to tell me i am telling you right oh. that you are gay because you are 
effeminate. But I that's think, just it, you know. <laughs> so that's what we do to ourselves. And, okay. I, and with that same, with that same note. It's like again, but who are you to tell me? Right. You you don't have as as Dr. Maya Angelou said, you don't have the, the license. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you do not have the license to define who I nope. am. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is also again us getting into a space and us the queer people of color getting to a space that we're okay with who we are. Mm-hmm. And again, that that again ties in with that emotional wokeness. Mm-hmm. Cuz I mm-hmm. still got that work to do. Mm-hmm. But most definitely it it, it is it's amazing that because again I remember again all throughout college I was told I had to be certain things because of my stature and because of my mannerisms and all this other stuff and I'm just like but no I don't want to do that um, it, or there was always a certain expectation um, I also remember when I was when I became student body president at my college one of the um, people the people in student life and leadership pulled me aside. It's like, you know, um, we've never had an openly gay president before. So, you know, you might need to um, tighten that up. Um, no. And um, I said, oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. And I right. smiled in his face and I walked away. And I continued to be me. That's right. Like, I mean, you've never had a gay president before. So why do you know I need to tighten it up? Maybe I need to loosen up. Because <laughs> you've never had one before. So mm-hmm. like, That's it. how do you know what direction this needs to go? And like, That's exactly crazy. it. But the gag is there were several gay presidents. They just weren't out. You just didn't know you had a gay right. So let me live, children. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm over here like flailing. <laughs> okay. Let me live. My goodness. And, you know, when you were just speaking about the Abe, it made me think, and I, I, I apologize if you were about mm-hmm. to say something, Coach, but it actually made me think about what um, you said to us in a prior conversation um, about self-love. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, having um, this type of energy projected on you mm-hmm. um, where you, you know, an individual may start to question, like, their, their worth, mm-hmm. you know, their contribution, um, like, if they are worthy of love from others or themselves, you know, and exactly like, and it just starts to like paint a picture of them, you know, a picture that for them, like that they are going to be governed by, like mm-hmm. what opportunities they may have or what type of friends that they may have. Or like, you know, just because they lack um, self-love. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh so you know, I'm all about love and emotions and shit right now. So okay. I'm a, Give I, it to us. I wanna answer I just wanna Coach us. Oh yes, come pun on. intended. So <laughs> Okay. So I, I do have a group of, you know, dudes I talk to and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um and I uh Oh, should we be talking about polygamy? I mean what, what No, no Oh, oh not the no. oh oh tell my platonic oh. situation here. Oh, oh okay. I'll just leave it be. We, we, we'll talk about Keep that going. probably in another episode eventually. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think you heard my podcast yet. Okay. <laughs> My apologies. Go ahead. But uh, <laughs> it's like it's like five questions I had posted to my group, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I told them like, you know, here are questions to ask yourself when under stress or question your own self worth. Mm-hmm. The first question is, what can I do at this moment to take care of myself? The second question is, do I love myself now? Ooh, struggle. The third question is. Do I want to love myself moving forward and into the future? The fourth question is, am I in the right space to logically, clearly, and effectively communicate my desires? And then the last question is, why do I feel the way I feel? 
And that's when I say give yourself permission to feel those feelings. Though y'all can't see us, Coach kept looking at me the entire time. Mm, I saw it. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> this was not for me. We're talking about shaming. <laughs> Golly. You're right. But I want to, I just want you talked about, mm-hmm. you know, question your worth. So I just mm-hmm. want to put that part mm-hmm. in there. So I'm shut up now. Yeah, after up. you text me those questions. Okay. <laughs> text them I'm struggling with question two. Okay. okay. All my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my goodness. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so shaming, um, though, um, Abe, has really um, been, I think, a thorn in the side mm-hmm. of our community. Um, it really has um, caused us to not be as dynamic of a community that oh, yeah. I think we have the potential to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it really kind of like dilutes like our, just our contribution mm-hmm. um, it's a sad thing it it plays into um, um, HIV mm-hmm. rates in our community um, it plays to the discord that that happens between um, queer men mm-hmm. um, men of uh, well queer men and I'm just I have to speak from like my my yeah. life experience absolutely queer men of color and trans women of mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. It, it plays in that there's a lot of shame with regard to that and yeah. because that's like the ultimate in being effeminate as you know we it just depends on how you look at it because mm-hmm. for some reason i kind of get the idea when i'm talking to a lot of of gay black men that when they see a trans woman um they feel like they're looking at an effeminate man mm-hmm. when you are looking, looking at, at a, a trans woman, woman. yes, yes mm. indeed so you know you know i just with that i i do um i would love for us to figure out how to remedy um you know the shame that is just really blighting our our community yeah mm, that's good yeah and so i mean what what could we do like what could one do what could one do to try and like turn the tides from what you said a lot of where some of the shaming comes from i feel is ignorance there's a lack of understanding um uh expression of self um i think there's also a lack of acceptance and what acceptance looks like in every space um so i think education is most definitely necessary but again the next question is, well, how do we get the the information to the people? Mm-hmm. Um, that's always going to be a challenge because a lot of people don't like to read. Um, a lot of people aren't going to take time out of the day to come to a conference that they either have to pay for or that they have to be inconvenienced in any way, shape, or form. So I think one of the things that we're doing, starting Confabulation, this is an easy way for everyone to tune in get some you know mind-turning conversation going mm-hmm. to start changing your mindset a little bit because i think i've learned so much from you two um as of late that it's like it really puts a lot of things into perspective for me that's like hmm okay i might need to work on that a little bit more <laughs> and stuff coach and i can say that's okay <laughs> i i i you know i think in I think we've all can can attest to the fact that we've all somehow participated in some sort of shaming mm-hmm. in some sort of way, mm-hmm. um, whether it was internalized that because we didn't feel like we could live our best life at the time or whatever it is, 
I'm hoping that, you know, we move forward where we can lessen that shame for anything that someone else does before we even get to that point. As always, you know, look in yourself and see if there's somebody on you that makes you feel some kind of way that that person is living what they feel may be their best life. And even if it's not the best life, they're doing whatever they can to just get by. And so we don't know what someone goes through in those things. And, you know, those people that we shame, they also shame other people. So it's yep. a cycle. Mm-hmm. So if it, even if it just starts with us not being the one to openly shame someone, even if it's just a thought, then just ask yourself why you feel the way you feel. But, you know, it just starts with not trying to do it right. and doing your mm-hmm. best just to let them live. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let, let the child live. live. Let the child live. I think that's the main thing we can take from this. Mm-hmm. Let the children mm-hmm. live. Just let them live. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do recognize that I struggle with loving myself a lot of times. But what I don't struggle with is knowing that I am worth it. Mm. Fuck you know? yeah. And so, like, like <laughs> that's like my gas. Yeah. Like, it, it, it keeps me trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to love myself. And one of the ways that I've, I've gone about doing that, because I've been... I've received shame. I've been on the receiving end of shame a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is internal, but that yeah. that came from somewhere. It was a, I believe, it was an, an external force mm-hmm. in the beginning, and I've just internalized it, and I have a hard time letting go. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've I've done, and I continue to do, is that when I hear, because sometimes we are privileged, yeah. okay, Come to on. hear how negative people feel about us mm-hmm. or how people feel about us negatively. That for me, it's a privilege, but it's all in how, like what you, how can you use this information that you get? Um, but, and this actually goes to um, something that you uh, spoke about just briefly, Abe, earlier was um, that people would like point out, um, you know, that like the flaws or mm-hmm. like whatever it is they see about you, you know, they're going to see it as a flaw or imperfection or whatever the case may be. And just me kind of turning that around and saying, you know, this is my strength. What what they are pointing out is my strength. Right. You know, whatever that is. Oh, he, this isn't my truth, but like he speaks with a lisp or he mm-hmm. walks this way or he acts that way or he dresses this way. And it's like, okay, if you're going to see this as like where I am weak or less than, mm-hmm. then if you can feel that way. Then and I know how that makes me feel. How can I turn that around mm. to empower me? And so a lot of oh, times it's going to be looking that. at that, you know, through a different lens, a, a more self-loving. Thank you, yeah. coach. A self-loving lens, and that's mm-hmm. where my work is. And that is probably where the work is with a lot yes. of individuals, not just in our community, but all the communities that we intersect and those that mm-hmm. we don't. Um, for whatever reason, like just finding out how to love yourself beyond the shame that may be introduced to you mm-hmm. and just knowing that your person and all its beauty is definitely worth being loved by you and also being loved by others. That's what I have to get. God damn it. I love it. So I guess to like wrap it up and some give the give the people some key takeaways because I think we we unloaded a lot in this conversation mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I'm sure a lot of you are trying to figure out well where do I start where do I start because again shaming is a mindset I personally feel shaming is most definitely a mindset and in order to do better you have to start shifting that mindset um, and so I think some of the ways that we can start is ever so simple and it's kind of been like our little buzz phrase throughout the conversation 
let the people live. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be different Mm -hmm. and just let the child live. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Coach or JR, any other immediate takeaways? Nope, that's it. Let the kids live. Live Live. and let live. Live and let live. Mm -hmm. Live and let live. Well, y'all so wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, everyone. So, thank you again for tuning in to Confabulation. This is Anthony, also known as Abe. This is Kevin, also known as Coach. And I am Tommy, also known as JR. Bye. 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 Bye.